South Florida's Alternative 104.3 The Shark. I'm Erin, and this is episode 17 of Open Swim. I'm with Kelsey McQuaid and Brady Newbell. How's it going? Hey, Erin. How are you? I'm awesome, and I'm so glad that you've joined me today because we have a lot to talk about with both of you and what you're doing right now in the community and the building blocks leading up to what you have coming up. Absolutely, and we're really excited to be here. Thank you so much. You're welcome so much. Brady, I want to start with you. First of all, you have a very rich history in the South Florida scene. So tell me how you got started, and let's work backwards to now. I, when I was younger and in high school and, and stuff, I wasn't. I was playing music, but I wasn't playing like actively in bands or shows or anything like that. I didn't really do that until I moved back here in my mid twenties. I lived in Portland, Oregon for a while, where I was playing, but you know, mostly like busking and stuff. And when I got back down here, my brother had come down here from college just before that, and he had gotten involved in this arts and music community revolved around uh, the bubble, an event space in Fort Lauderdale. It's no longer with us, but he was. Involved a lot of people. He was playing with um, a guy named Evan Rowe. Uh, so I started playing with them a bit. We had a band called Travelonia for a little while. And then I joined a couple other bands. I was in Doomsday Pop for a while. And then I started playing uh, in a series of bands with Chris Horgan, Sweet Bronco. And we had a band at first for a couple of years called the North Atlantic Space Company. It was a bit more collaborative. It was still, yeah, probably one of, one of our better outputs or either of us. But we only played like a few shows. But I played live a lot in those few years with a bunch of different people in a bunch of different situations. And I recorded a lot and I recorded a few different EPs with, in a few different scenarios with different people. And this album that I'm releasing right now is basically it's stuff from those EPs. So stuff from, you know, that, that I recorded in maybe 2013, 2014. That's kind of from that era. Cause right after that, I moved to Gainesville to finish my degree and I kind of dropped out of music for a couple of years. And when I moved back down here in this past fall, I've kind of been getting my footing back and kind of getting back into the swing of things. And I started playing with Lindsay Mills and her solo project. She's also there for Bloody Tours most of the year, but when she's not on tour, I play bass for her. And that's been a, a really fun, really, really fresh thing that we've had happening with me and her and Jesse Dalton, who was in Sweet Bronco with me for a while, too. And then I started this uh, new band, Nervous Months, with some friends of mine who I've played with, a couple of them in different capacities, not really like formally like this before. Uh, the drummer Adam I've known for a while. I've never played with Tim Hicks, who's playing bass. I've played with in a few different scenarios, but he mainly he mainly does like kind of improv, kind of ambient music. So it was a bit of a departure for him. And then uh, Benton, who is an old friend of mine, uh, playing guitar. And it's really kind of gelled into its own thing, which is nice. So this is kind of my first time like leading a full electric band outside of the studio. So it's it's been a nice uh, shift, but it's also collaborative enough that it's not, you know, just kind of new balls and markers to people. <laughs> so it's got a healthy, like, good balance to it where it's kind of gained its own momentum. So I'm excited to start playing shows with them and uh, start playing shows with Lindsay again uh, throughout the fall. Now, I've seen you in different bands and different incantations, a lot of the bands you've listed and a lot of the people that you mentioned I've seen you play with over the years. And no two projects are the same, and that's what I think is really cool is that you have a very versatile style. So mm-hmm. how do you find yourself switching gears from one style of music to the next and and how do you find ways to kind of like pick and choose i guess influentially what you're going to use it, it kind of starts with uh who i'm working with really and i kind of just kind of allow whatever chemistry is there to kind of find its own footing whereas you know if i because i 
tried a lot in the past just getting people in the studio to record stuff and you know maybe this is just like oh no well i want this person to play on this song it really means a lot to me but stylistically it doesn't really gel and they might not it just might not work. So when I was down here just before I moved to Gainesville and I was recording a lot, when I was recording this last album, I kind of turned into more of like a, just more of a coach than like actively a musician, where I'm just playing rhythm guitar and singing on most of it and playing bass and just kind of taking all these people I've been working with and putting them in the right positions where I know they'll really shine. And it really worked out. And that allowed me to create these kind of fantasy bands of like people <laughs> that I really wanted on that really worked for one track or another, um, you know, that might not necessarily work in like a band that practices regularly together. So for this, I kind of put together people that I all got along with and like spending time with and, you know, knew would have good personal chemistry and also enough of the same influences uh, to find some kind of middle ground that just kind of gels on its own. And I'm not really worried about really representing, you know, all the things I can do and, you know, my whole range and just kind of allowing each project to kind of take its own form. I think it's a really special gift to be able to take your ego out of the equation and say, this isn't necessarily about me and what works best for me, but how I can help facilitate others. And, and ultimately, it does end up benefiting you, but that's not the end game. You get what I mean? Yeah, well, everybody winds up getting something out of it. Yes. So naturally, that includes you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, but the thing is, is that I speak to so many people, not even just from week to week here, but in the scene in general, and it seems like things are always kind of haphazard or rushed or like, well, we just threw something together and we're like, let's see how it goes. But it seems like you're very thoughtful and considerate when it comes to putting something together, which is cool and a totally different perspective than I'm used to hearing. Yeah. And I, and that all comes from learning and stuff. And when I was down here a few years ago playing in just whatever, saying yes to everything and playing with whoever, I encountered a lot of that. And just kind of things that, you know, it takes a lot of effort to really get a band off of the room. So if you're going to do that, you know, you might as well do something worthwhile. Kind of when I got back down here, I wasn't really interested in, you know, just kind of haphazardly throwing bands together with like people that might not show up or remember the songs or um, really put in their share of the effort. So it's, it's, it's been worth it to kind of like slowly build something that feels better. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, the end result is everyone wins when you do it that way, for sure. Right. So tell me more about Nervous Monks. First of all, musically, what does it sound like? Musically, maybe the easiest way would be like cross-section between maybe like New Order and The Replacements or something. Oh, that's um, cool. All right. And probably mostly because I started it. First person I asked was my friend VTech. He used to play in a band called Retrocities, and they were old friends of mine from when we were all teenagers and stuff. And they played with me on some of my sessions and stuff just because uh, I was there when they started, and I helped them get going. And they were just old friends of mine that I wanted to see playing. And so I would sit in with their band from time to time uh, in the studio and live, otherwise under the name uh, Shadow Flame. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, and so when I got back down here, their band had kind of broken up uh, right before I moved down. And I said, well, I should start a band with VTech. And he had been playing with Adam, who's an old friend of ours. But their whole thing and what they were doing was very Joy Division, New Order kind of thing. So that's going to come out in their influences. I'm a huge fan of kind of like, you know, 80s kind of punk power pop, like replacement, super chunk type of thing. Yeah, so that's like that. Those out. big power chords and hooky. Yeah. Yeah, but also with, uh, you know, a lot of noise and kind of uh, psychedelia type of thing in there, yes. too. Yep, yep. Um, especially with kind of the way that, like, me and Tim play together, because he kind of fell in. He was the last one to join, but he fit in surprisingly well. And so there, there's there's enough chemistry there to, to really um, 
get a good thing going. Um, it's a little shoegazy and a little poppy, but pretty nice. Kelsey, tell me about Bubbles and Pearls and this event that you guys are, are working on together. Uh, so Bubbles and Pearls is this amazing restaurant in Walton Manors run by Marcy and Josie. They're a great little couple. They are. They were so nice to have me uh, hang some artwork there. So I have a collection of, of paintings that I've done over the last three years or so. And I'll be live painting for that event. I'm, I'm an artist, but I also put on um, shows here in town in Fort Lauderdale and across um, the Tri-County. So this one is, is a solo show, and it's really just a gathering of friends. Brady's going to be playing uh, music from Dangers of Life Standing Still, which is his new uh, release that's coming out on Spotify soon. So he'll be giving us like an intimate set of that music, and we may have some guest appearances from Lindsay Mills and Chris Horgan, which should be really fun. I'll be live painting again and, and raffling off a painting. So that it's just really going to be a gathering of friends and people who are in the music scene or in the art scene who want to get together and hang out. Can we talk about your Sunday social ink and drinks that you've been doing? Because this is something that if you're not just a fan of local music, but also local art, you've married the two together and you're bringing, like you said, like-minded people together as well. Yeah, I think I think that is the thought process in everything that I do. I want to create intimate opportunities for people to get together and socialize and really get to know each other. Um, and is an amazing place on Las Olas, it's not like the rest of the places in the area. It's, it's really relaxed, and it's run by two great people who really care about building a community. And so I do this event, Ink and Drink Sunday Social, every first Sunday of the month at Two And, and we have we feature a visual artist as well as a musician from the community, and we pair them together in a way that is really complimentary and thoughtful. Uh, and what we're trying to do is build a following of people, like getting little niche groups people together to collaborate or to spend more time together socializing. I think it's a vital element of our scene that we all really know each other and have a good relationship with one another and know how uh, to work together. So I think friendship comes first, and I, that, that's really, like, the root of everything I do, uh, especially this, this event at Two End. It, it kind of came from an idea that I really wanted to have also at the bubble years ago but couldn't execute. And we were having parties at our house and house shows and all kinds of stuff, and it just got a little out of hand. So Yeah, you needed I an actual venue. Was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it gets a little um, wild. So I had a going away party for a friend and, and a ridiculous amount of people showed up and it was time the next day I went out to two ads and I, I had a good relationship with them because I had done um, Adam Massa's release there a few years ago. It was the first time they had done like a music and art showcase. And I, I went to Zoe Love and I said, hey, I want to do this event. And she was super encouraging and loved the idea. So now I I think we're like five months strong and going next up. I have John English, who's an awesome printmaker and he's going to be 
working with a small hip hop collective called Black Civilian. So I'm looking forward to that one on, on September 3rd. I love this. Is by the way, I didn't realize it had already been five months. That's crazy. It's uh-huh. so awesome that it's go. It's been so like continually going well and uh, and smoothly for you. And it kills me that it's on Sundays and I'm here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know it's wild. It's a super relaxed atmosphere, and it's it's been such an awesome uh, experience watching it build. Last month with Ashley, like Ashley Retta from the Goddamn Hustle played a set last month with Todd Traxler. And I've known those guys since elementary school. So for me, um, it's a great opportunity to like sit with people I've known forever, but never really get a chance to like be in quiet quarters where we can talk about what's going on next, where their minds are at and what, you know, Ashley wants to put out an EP and that's cool. So I don't know. It's just good to sit with your friends and like have a conversation for once and it not be super outrageously packed or um, a really hyped vibe. This is an intimate setting and I think there there needs to be more of that in the right. community. No, nobody's, nobody's yelling over each other and nobody's yeah. oh, I can't hear you. Like you, you don't have to step outside to have a conversation. That's amazing. Yeah, you can be with your friends and you can be, you know, sketching or I, I drew an awesome portrait of Ashley Retta and he looks like Jesus. It was, it was really <laughs> fun, still, you know. He still has the full facial hair going? Yeah, he, yeah, he's going strong. So it was, it was fun. You know, like those are the things I don't get to do all the time and I, I miss those things. I feel like we, like Brady and I used to be able to do things like that all the time at the bubble and it doesn't exist so much anymore. So, uh, you know, at Island and Jump the Shark, Garo's old place, Garo and Yvonne, we used to have a great time and have these parties and, and I think that's missing from the community now. Absolutely. And it's a way to fill the void in some way and it's not much, it, but it's something to get us together. I think that it's amazing and I think that you're doing a really good job in filling the void of what that last incantation left behind so in order for us to keep being able to get together as creatives whether it's visual art or music or you're in a position where i am where i am in the other category (laughs) but you know i think you're such a vital element to the scene what you do and the way that you're able to support us all. One, I think you're an amazing friend, but second, you you have this creative influence over a lot of people. And I, I, I really respect your opinion and your ability to bring people together and your ability to find the talent in, in town that, you know, who's going to connect with the audience. So that's amazing. I think that all of us together are pieces of a puzzle that make up a really cool scene and I'm really thankful to be doing this in this space and to have you guys here this week with me so I think that's the perfect way to end this interview so thank you both of you for for being on and chatting with me today and especially Brady because you know like I was saying before I I feel like we've seen each other in passing and it shows and stuff so many times but to kind of get to know you better on a creative musical level was really cool today so thank you yeah thanks for having us a couple things worth noting Uh, first of all Kelsey did the artwork for The Dangers of Life Standing Still, which is the album that's coming out. Awesome. Um, and Nervous Monks, the first shows. First one is this Friday night, August 18th, at Voltaire, which is a new 
venue opening up on Clematis Street in downtown West Palm Beach. Cool. Um, and we're playing there again on September 2nd at Bumble Fest, which is a block party that Steve Ruhlman of Pure Honey Magazine puts on every year. This is the second one. Over 20 bands playing. I'm playing with the Nervous Monks and with Lindsay Mills. Uh, I also have Dead and Loving It, the Deaf Poets, Peyote Coyote, John Ralston, and about 15 or 20 other bands playing at four venues on that block. That's um, going to be a really sick lineup. That's yeah. That is a that is a can't miss um, when we stop shopping showcase for this scene. Awesome. Absolutely. Thank you so much for keeping us informed and for sharing your time today. Thank you so much for having us, Aaron.